0: Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have now received the reconciliation. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for what goes on through eternity that makes salvation possible. We thank you we can rejoice in the salvation of a soul, and that tells us that the church is still at work. Thank you, Father, for working through your word to bring people to you. Now we ask as we look at this passage of Scripture, speak to our hearts. We all need something today. We all need to hear from you. Please do not leave us alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Regardless of when you accepted the Lord, when you accepted the Lord, you can identify this passage of Scripture in one statement that Paul introduces these thoughts with. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. What a statement. But now the question is asked, do you have peace? Do you have peace? A lot of people, of course, seek peace in their lives. It's one of the things that people seek And they spend their lives seeking peace. And a lot of times we have to understand exactly what peace is. There is peace with God. And there's the peace of God. The only way you'll ever experience the peace of God is to make peace with God. Many times when we think about peace... They imagine that peace is the absence of anything that will cause irritation in their lives. Peace is the absence of anything that would sadden them or cause pain. And we seek that situation where there is no pain and no irritation. Back in December of 1972, the Eagles came out with a song, I've got a peaceful, easy feeling. That's what people are searching for. For those of you who know that song, and it'll be on your mind for the rest of the afternoon, you're welcome. I've got a peaceful, easy feeling, but a lot of people don't have that easy feeling. So they seek peace, and they seek it in all the wrong ways. They seek it in situations. They seek it in alcohol or drugs. They're seeking anything that would bring peace in their lives. Well, there is no peace of God, and we'll look at a little bit more of that tonight without making peace with God. And this morning, we want to look at the idea of making peace with God. Before we can determine about making peace with God, we have to nail down the problem with peace. And the problem with peace is us. The problem with peace is us. Paul focuses in on the problem in verse 10. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Now this word, if, is not a conditional statement that maybe we were enemies and maybe some of us aren't. If we are enemies, then we're reconciled. So you have to determine, am I enemy with God? Well, in the original Greek language, the word if there is not iffy at all. It is reads this way in view of the fact we were enemies with God since we were enemies with God have to look all the way back to the beginning and all the way back to the beginning humanity man was put together and created for friendship with God man was created to have fellowship with God but Man rebelled in sin. In verse 8, he says this. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners. Not if we're sinners, but we were sinners. And sin has separated us from God ever since. Now, when we say sin has separated us from God, it's easy to start looking in the lofty spiritual realm. Let's hit it down to home. My sin separates me from God. Your sin, personal sin, separates you from God. And sin has separated humanity from God and humanity has been in rebellion to God ever since, has been basically an enemy with God. Now, this rebellion takes several forms. I want to repeat a passage of scripture that we read last week. It's just a page back from where you are in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. God has shown it to them, talking about mankind, humanity. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made even as eternal power and Godhead so that they were without excuse. Now get that. And here's the truth. God is clearly seen by humanity. What's the problem? Continue reading. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Man is very well aware of God through the things that are made. And although they knew about God... They don't glorify him as God, and they deny God as God. And we continue reading. They change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Look down at verse 28. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Did you catch that? God is clearly seen throughout all uh, of creation. Humanity, on the other hand, doesn't like to retain God in their knowledge. Why? Because if there's God, there's accountability and responsibility. And humanity, in its rebellious state, does not like to think about answering to a higher power. We continue reading. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil thing, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Wow, what a picture of humanity. And we see aspects of this. Rebellion to God takes many forms. The most common form is just simply people ignore God. They may say, Yeah, I believe God exists. But they ignore God, and they push God out of their lives. Some people are actually openly hostile to God's ways. They scoff at God's ways, and they scoff at people who promote God's ways. They are called haters, intolerants, bigots, judgmental. So they... They resist not only God's ways, but they resist anybody who would promote God's ways. That's all because of man's rebellion. It's not a new thing. It's not an intellectual enlightenment that has just come upon the American culture. This has been going on since day one. And 2,000 years ago, Paul wrote, Humanity, culture, society is always in this effort to push God out of the consciousness. It may come through false applied scientific facts. It may come through political, you know, you heard the word political correctness. Let me just rephrase that. Political compliance because there's nothing correct about those mindsets. So we understand humanity has pushed God away and sometimes it comes just to ignoring God. Sometimes it comes into including lifestyles that are an open rebellion against God, sometimes it's an open hostility to God, and then sometimes it's in idol worship. Now you might say idol worship has no place in American culture. You don't see people who put statues up. However, an idol is anything that comes between us and God and actually pulls away our devotion that we would give to God. In fact, the apostle Paul made a statement in Philippians chapter three, verse 19, whose God is their belly. Now, when we talk about belly, we're not talking about just your stomach or your appetite. We're talking about anything that you strive for in the physical realm. It could be covetousness, which is mentioned here. It could be any other pursuit of money, Power, popularity among your peers, any other thing that you go after besides God, that is an idol. So we make all these things, and it's like anything but God. Anything but God. How how do you answer this question about how the universe began? Anything but God. How do you answer the question about about? All the the complexities of life and all the complexities of, of death and eternity. Anything but God. Any answer we can come up with, that's man's rebellion. And man has been enemies with God ever since the fall. That is our natural state. That is where we stand as humanity. But now let's look at the solution is provided by God. Isn't that something? The problem with peace is us. So you'd think God would say, You messed it up, you figure it out. God loves us too much for that. There are three words in this passage of Scripture, and all of them point to pretty much the same action. It says this We have peace with God. Again, we think of peace as being an easy feeling, not having any problems. Not having any worries. Well, that sounds attractive. But you see, the word peace here actually is from a Greek word that means to bind together that which was separated. Wow. What's the problem with peace? The problem with peace is we're separated from God because of our sin. What's the solution? We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ We who were separated from God because of our sins are now brought together. We continue reading. Through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Well, the word access, that's, of course, access we think of being able to go in and see someone. Like if I wanted to see the county judge or the governor... Sometimes it's hard to see people in high places. So to gain access is somehow to gain permission to go into their presence. But it's really even more beautiful than that. Gaining access is that act of bringing two individuals together by the work of a third party. Isn't it amazing how expressive God's word is? It's not like somehow, someway, I figured out how to get to God and open the door to the judge's chamber and barge in and talk to the judge. It is that somebody else brought me into the presence of the judge. Somebody else made the introduction. Somebody else opened the door and because of them, I'm able to just walk right in. That's Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have access to God by faith in Jesus Christ. Then we continue on with another word that's used toward the end of this passage of Scripture. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only that, we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Three times the word reconciled is used. I'm aware of the fact that the King James Version says by whom or through whom we have now received the atonement. The word atonement in the original language, same Greek word for Reconciliation. So one thing we need to understand here is it is man, not God, who needs to be reconciled. To be reconciled is to, the word means to change toward. Literally, to change toward. Reconciliation is when I'm changed. I'm changed toward God. And you see, it's man that has to be changed toward God because God didn't change. God's the same as He always been. God did not move, man moved. And you see, God's attitude toward man has remained the same. As I mentioned before, man was created for fellowship with God, welcomed God at the end of every day. After sin, what'd they do? Ran from God. Right? Man changed. Man's position changed, man's attitude changed, but God's attitude toward man has always remained the same, and that is love. Though as humans, we disobey him, we ignore him, we deny him, we blame him, he still loves us. That has not changed. And God brings about peace through Jesus Christ. God brings about access to him through Jesus Christ. God brings about reconciliation. This verb is used three times through Jesus Christ. And then the last thing we notice is we cannot, absolutely cannot appreciate reconciliation without looking at the cost of reconciliation. The cost of reconciliation. Verse 8 says this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. The word for means in the sake of, on behalf of, or instead of. He died on the cross instead of us. He paid our penalty. As if that wasn't enough, Paul reinforces it. Again in verse nine, much more having been justified, By his blood. Justified by what? By his blood. Verse 10 says this. We were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Three times. As if maybe we couldn't get it the first time. He talks about the beauty of reconciliation. The beauty of peace with God. But then he says, and let me tell you how much that cost me. The death of his son. Son. Paul echoed these thoughts in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Speaking of Jesus Christ, it says, It pleased the Father that in him, Jesus Christ, "...all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross." And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you homely and blameless and above reproach in his sight. As if we didn't get it the first time. Over and over it says we are reconciled through his death on the cross. That is the cost of reconciliation. How much Does God want to bring you peace with him? Enough to send his son. Enough to die on the cross. You see, it's God that made the move toward man. It's God that paid the cost for reconciliation. Man has done nothing worthy of being reconciled to God. But God has done everything to make it possible. And for those who remain enemies of God... For those who don't make peace with God, there's no one to blame but themselves. Let me reiterate that first point. The problem with peace is us. And if we don't know peace with God, it's certainly not God's fault. He's done everything to make it possible. And we're having a baptismal service, and the baptism shows the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What a message of the cost of salvation. But notice it says this: it's not just the death of Jesus that we celebrate today. We'll be saved by his life. I like the opening word of a uh, the opening phrase of a song that we sing. I serve a risen Savior, right? I serve a risen Savior because he's alive. Now we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have Jesus in us, around us, beside us. That is peace, even in turmoil. Do you know peace? Really? Peace with God? Do you know the peace of God? We prepare for an invitation of him. I don't know where you are, but I do understand this. After talking to Jackson, realized it was after the service. He was a troubled little guy. And finally found a counselor that talked to him. But after he came to know Jesus Christ, he was at peace in here. The troubled feeling was over. And maybe you need some peace with God. This is a perfect time and a place to do it. If you have another decision you need to make concerning your spiritual walk with the Lord, it may have to do with church membership, you may need to come and pray about some things. Don't leave here without making it right with God. As we stand and sing. So